Little Stevie Spielberg likes to go shopping with his mother. What is up, ladies and germs? It's none other than your boy Adam Pecora here, and you are tuned in to nothing other than Requiem for a Tuesday. How the hell are ya? Hold for applause. Oh, I'm not supposed to read that. Uh, <laughs> we got stuff today. As you can tell, the new Spielberg movie. Finally saw it. It is available to rent on YouTube. $5.99. Gotta say, somewhat worth it. But we'll dive into all that. But first... Have you rated, reviewed, or subscribed to Requiem for a Tuesday yet? If you have not done one or all three of those things, then do one or all three of those things. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> follow me on Instagram at adam.arfat. Linktree slash arfat gets you all the goods. You got the pods, Justice's pod, the music, mine and Justice's music, the graphic design. You're not interested in that. Whatever. There's stuff. Merch, rfat.bigcartel.com. You know all the goods. Just go do something. Look at the description. There's a bunch of links. Click on all of them. Find out what happens next. Uh, five stars on Spotify. We need those to show up. Let's get your boy some fucking publicity out here. What the fuck are we talking about? Um, look, I'm a little disheveled at the moment. There's still sweat dripping in my eye. Uh, the THC is coursing through my veins at a rapid rate. I feel like I'm turning into an infected as I speak. I may turn at any moment. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. Why is there sweat in your eye? You might ask, look, this tubby little hamster's got to run on his wheel. Okay. If I don't, I mean... We're going to have a Brendan Fraser scenario. And we just can't have that happen. You know what I mean? And look. I don't get it still. You know? I had the Tubby Boy rant. I believe it was Thanksgiving. Check out that episode if you're interested. Uh, <laughs> it's like you go from not working out at all, right? And you maybe only gain a little bit of weight sometimes or not at all. And then you start working out and you gain more weight. It doesn't make any sense. And I promise I'm not gaining muscle. I can tell you that right now. It's like I've never gained more in other periods. Maybe I, you know, never weighed myself as often. Not true. I have. So whatever your counter is, it doesn't make any sense. Okay? It's, I mean, just the sheer fact of, like, the fluctuation day-to-day -day insanity. You know? You step on the scale in the morning, you're 185, and believe me, for me, that's great. That's right where I want to be, sadly. <laughs> uh, you know, and then you get home and you're 200 pounds. It's like, I didn't even eat today. <laughs> How did this happen? I'm sure I don't want an answer scientifically because it's annoying, whatever the answer is. But what the hell? You know? Then you try to go a week without weighing yourself. It all evens out. You weigh the same. And it's like, well, what am I doing? And what's the truth? That's the thing. 
They say the morning is the most accurate, but then sometimes you weigh less in the afternoon. How? But then sometimes you weigh more in the afternoon. Same exact situation. No food, same amount of liquid. Where? What? What is that about? God? <laughs> Tell me, God, why have you stricken me with this disease? Anyway. Ah. <laughs> uh. I literally have plans to get McDonald's after this. So <laughs> whatever whatever solutions there are, they're they're not going to work for me regardless. I won't learn. <laughs> Everything's depressing and wrong. Some podcast, huh? You guys laughing yet? But, you know, come on at the same time. There's just it doesn't matter. We don't need to litigate it. <sighs> and football's over. It's like, I know the XFL was on, but it's like, I'm not even going to devote my time. It's just not. It's number one, it's not going to catch on. So there's just no point in even trying. Because what if I somehow do like it? Then I'll just be sad when it goes away. You know, there's just no winning. Like, arena football is coming back. Should be great news. It's not because people are already expressing their disinterest. It's like, arena football is fun. Have fun. <laughs> Nobody wants to have a good time. It doesn't make any sense. It's a different sport, so it enables different players with less abilities. It's like what the XFL wishes it could be. I get it. It's different. But, I mean, don't we love football in America? That's just what I don't understand. And it's like, I don't know what needs to happen for it to work, but it's like the guys who are like college stars that can't make it, namely quarterbacks, get those, like, you know what I mean? Just get the names people want to see that can't play in the NFL and let's make it happen. I'm looking at you, Juice Williams. He actually didn't pan out even in arena football. <laughs> That's why I singled him out there. Embarrassing. But hey, they beat Ohio State and we'll never forget it. Did you guys know that? Illinois beat Ohio State and played in the Rose Bowl. They got creamed, I think. I mean, I know they did, but I think it was USC. There was no chance. There was no chance. Um, but anyway, Stetson Bennett, instead of getting drafted in the sixth round and like being a backup for your whole career, potentially give it the old Kurt Warner, throw 350 touchdowns in three seasons. You know what I mean? Just hang out. Have a good time. On a side note, this isn't going to sound good, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I found out that the minimum salary in the WNBA is like 52 grand, right? Which is horrible for a professional athlete, and I 100% acknowledge that part. But when you look at it from a guy with a jobs perspective, like, would love to play in the WNBA, <laughs> you know? As a broke guy, or just person in general, like, ladies, if you're broke, I'm sure you're like... I need to get to the gym because you could potentially achieve this. So as a matter of fact, 
I'm now rerouting this whole take. Ladies, start practicing hoops because a $52,000 starting salary, like you're not going to beat that. Pro tip, they only play 35 games-ish, something like that, you know, probably 45 if you make the playoffs. And the whole thing, you know, I learned from the Brittany Griner saga, which I guess I may be kind of new, they're fucking playing overseas in the offseason for even more money. You don't even have to do that because you could just make, if you're cool with 52K a year, let me tell you, that would be an over, uh, I'll word it less <laughs> embarrassingly, but still the same. That would be a five-digit raise for your boy. 52K? You're working three months a year? Psh. I know you have to work year-round, ladies. Relax. I understand. But I mean, hey, that ain't too shabby. Am I right? I'm just saying, you know, practice your free throws. Because, I mean, I get, listen, the argument of like NBA players make this much, so WNBA players should make a similar amount. That argument is dumb because it's based on how much in, you know what I mean? Like they have to make money to pay that much money and it's about like what it's worth. So that's just an unfortunate circumstance of there not being an audience. Now, you could blame the ownership for not putting more into marketing. You can blame them for just not investing more in the teams in general. I would agree with all that, I guess. But I'm just saying purely like TV deals and revenue and all this is the factor. But also, like, you could bump that up because, like, you're making enough. They're making enough. The attendance is higher than everybody would assume, you know, which is true about, like, every sport that isn't talked about on ESPN. You know, like, MLS attendance is through the roof. There's, like, nobody who has less than 30000 a game or something crazy, like, Maybe it's not that high, but it's higher than you would think. Because in my head, there's like a thousand people maybe showing up. You know? Same with WNBA. Like, everybody's getting like 10,000 fans a game. They're doing fine. Uh, but I also don't know shit about finances in this way. So, you know, pleading ignorance across the board on this whole topic. My thing was just, I wish I got paid $52,000 a year. It is in no way meaning that they only deserve that little. Uh, but ladies, again, get some of those shoes with the spun, with the web extension, get your hops up because here's the thing still to this day, not a lot of women slamming the dunks down. So if you can fi slam a jamma your way into the WNBA, you could, Hey, the high end of those contracts is like quarter milli. Okay, I think I've done enough on that. Let's move on, So I'm sure you're all eagerly awaiting. But seriously, if anybody's hiring, hit me up. <laughs> uh, couldn't get through it. It's embarrassing. But you know what? It's my artistic integrity. Laziness. We don't edit. All right. We edit. Kind of. Anyway. I guess let's talk about the Fablemans now. I uh, couldn't think of a transition. My mouth is sticky. 
So that's in, that's exciting. Uh, <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Uh, don't need to list the credits. You know, you know, it's a lot of impressive titles for sure. But listen, I'm not like in, it's weird. I don't know. You know, the guy's undeniable. So I can't be like, he's not good. (laughs) That would be insane. I'm aware of that. I tried to think of a way you can't really do it. You know, you you just can't. I mean, I might as well just jump off a highway. That's insanity. Um, <laughs> but it's not like, like I would never list Steven Spielberg among my favorite directors. I wouldn't call any of his movies any of my favorite movies. That's just me. That's just me. I'm sure plenty of people do. Uh of course, they all still hold up, and I will gladly rewatch all the ones that would hold up, which is most of the ones. All the ones you're thinking of are the ones, which is a lot. All understood. But that's that. I'm never like, boy, I want to watch Jurassic. I no desire to watch Jurassic Park or any of them, really. If anything, Saving Private Ryan, I have the most interest in watching again. But really, just for the beginning. The beginning, unbelievable. The whole thing's great. but I don't know. See, I'm I, I'm putting on all these qualifiers. Look, I just don't love it. Anyway. Great films. <laughs> I'm more of a Lincoln guy. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I haven't seen it. Um, there's some There's some later stuff, though. You know, I like some of the minor works. Nobody talks about Catch Me If You Can. Why does nobody talk about Catch Me If You Can? I have no idea. Phenomenal film. Kyle Hanratty. Kyle. (laughs) Hanks is not good at accents. I think. My only two references to that immediate connection are Elvis and Catch Me If You Can. Now, he's great in Catch Me If You Can. Elvis, I mean, it's kind of like, what's going? What's he doing? Seems like he wasn't that involved. Like, he was just kind of in and out, which, pretty significant role in the film. You know, he's the, uh, Hanks, not an accent guy. It's the one thing. Let's let's not do that, Tom. All right. So after all that awkward introduction, we're on to the Fablemans, which, you know, I didn't know what to expect. To be honest, you know, it's these are the things that I knew going in. It's basically an autobiography. And the word I got was it's not what you'd expect. Now, boy, it was not what I expected in terms of just how the story goes and if all of this is truly autobiographical wow uh pro- i probably wouldn't have put this out to be honest so i mean i'm going to spoil it just so everybody's aware we're definitely talking the whole plot here uh cuz stevie's dropping some fucking bombs out here and 
I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. The movie is done very technically well, although I do question at times if certain scenes are like CGI almost for no reason or just like if faces are CGI, almost like de-aged or something is done to them. There's just such like vibrant lighting in certain scenes that it looks like a, I don't know. It just looks animated. It's strange. Could have been me. 100%. I was in a similar state of mind as I am right now. But I'm just saying it was odd. I didn't see BFG for whatever reason. Steven Spielberg made BFG. And nobody mentioned it really. Just kind of came and went. Uh, but I feel like, like that look, I don't know. It's almost like Zemeckis, like Polar Express type stuff for like little parts. So that was off putting, but anyway, (laughs) overall, technically, you know, phenomenal. The guy's again, unbelievable. He could roll out of bed, not even think about it. And every scene would look incredible in everything he does. But, I mean, it doesn't really provide that much insight into him at all. He kind of just, like, throws his parents' dirty laundry out and is like, this is why I make movies. But it's like, that connection doesn't ever become clear Like, it's explained in the story, but I don't know that it clicks or works, and it's crazy to say that considering it's probably true, but also, what does that say about Steven Spielberg? Uh, Anyway, so yeah, let's get into why, what I mean by all that. Okay, so little Stevie Spielberg uh, sees a movie. And he's like, ooh, movies are great. You know, as you do. Same. Cool origin story, Stevie. Look how far I've come. (laughs) Oh, my God. He made Jaws already. Like, years ago by my age. (laughs) Doesn't that make you feel good? When you look at other people's accomplishments, it gets you nowhere. But, you know, boy. Yikes. Uh, (laughs) For real, if anybody's hiring, let me know. Uh, (laughs) So he gets back from the movies and he's like, I'm going to be a movie guy. And then he gets a train set and he's like, I want to film train crashes. And that's cool and all that. It's funny because what's annoying about everybody's origin story of like greatness is just that they liked a thing like everybody else who doesn't go anywhere. And it's upsetting because you want these people to have these like, you know, amazing things. But it's like, no, you know, a basketball player. But yeah, I just like started playing basketball when I was like six and I, I was good, you know. 
He's like, and I practiced a lot and a lot, and I worked really hard, and I made it here. And it's like, well, no, you didn't. Like, yes, you worked hard, but it doesn't mean that, like, all it takes is working hard, but that's all they know. They're just really talented. And they just can't be like, you just have to be talented and work hard. That's the thing. There is no secret other than being good at stuff. Was that sad? I thought that I was making a valid point, and it just sounded like I was sad. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Maybe I am Steven Spielberg. So anyway, the, also the Fablemans, that's, I mean, if you're going to go, if you're making up the name, I, you know, maybe it's some great Hollywood clever connection that I am missing because I'm not 80 years old. Great. Just not, doesn't ring, doesn't roll off the tongue. What do you want to go see? The Fablemans. It sounds like, no, I don't. You know what I mean? That sounds like a buzzkill. You know? Anyway. He was probably like, I want to call it the Goldbergs, but it took too long. And now there's that show. And they'd be like, oh, there's a movie? And it's like, yeah. Anyway. Really bringing my A game today. Uh, (laughs) So, Papa's a computer electrical whiz. Moves the family around the country. His mom's a little crazy. She's like, I should be playing for the stars. See? I used to be a big shot. Then I had you kids. and Blah, blah, blah. I want to be a star. Pay attention to me. And the dad's just like, oh, isn't she the best? I'll do anything for her. And then she's like, well, why don't you get your best friend a job with us when we're moving? And he's like, well... I, I'm getting hired. I can't be like, I'm also bringing a guy. And she's like, no, you're a shitty friend. You need to bring your friend. It's like, what's that all about? And boy, does that friend keep coming around and coming around and coming around? Listen, the whole thing's a long-winded way of... This is all that happens. Seth Rogen plays the friend. He's fucking the mom. It becomes clear that he's fucking the mom pretty quick. Steven Spielberg is doing Spielberg things and he's making great shit with like no effort, just like a bunch of friends and he's just doing it quick, like boom, storyboard. Hey, I'm in the Boy Scouts. I got 20 friends, which what? Okay, great move. That That's the hardest part is how do you get 20 kids to do something? <laughs> they have to be Boy Scouts. So. He's making all these great shorts and they're like incredible. And, you know, the dad's like, this is just a hobby, blah, blah, blah. Film the fucking camping trip so your mom doesn't kill herself. And it's like, well, dad, she just wants to kill herself because she wants to keep fucking your best friend and get away from you because you suck. And anyway, he's cutting together the short film of the camping trip. And he's like, oh, my mom's fucking this guy. And, like, that's it. And that's, like, how he discovered his love for movie making because he edited his mom fucking some guy or something. Like, he was already in love with movie making. Listen. Wild. Wild. That's the premise of the whole movie is, like, Spielberg's parents 
got divorced because his mom was cheating with her dad's his dad's best friend. And he's like, and now I'm Steven Spielberg. And it's like, wait, what? That's how we're doing this? That's it? Because, like, legit, it comes to a screeching halt. Like, he's bullied at school. Oh, he's bullied at school for being a Jew. And then he makes a documentary about, like, a... a, It's like a class program, Senior Ditch Day, where everybody just goes on a field trip to the beach. He cuts a short film of the beach, and then everything just works out. His bully's like, ah, we're cool now. (laughs) And that's it. And then he's like, I'm going to be Steven Spielberg. It kind of, it only resolves the one thing. Like his girlfriend just, he has a girlfriend and then that's it. He has a girlfriend because he's a Jew. He's bullied because he's a Jew. And then the girl dumps him because he's like, we're going to Hollywood. And she's like, no. But it's just a clean break for him to just go to Hollywood and become Steven Spielberg. Kind of lazy at the end, I gotta say. And it's just like, again, if all that's how it went down, whatever. But if it's supposed to be an origin story, not great. But it's all, he literally said he waited for his parents to die before making the movie, which is like, all right, what's going on? You know? And it's basically just like, you're just airing out their shit. And that is kind of fucked up. But I don't know that you should be like proud of this movie. I I don't know. I I it just feels it feels dirty. <laughs> I it seems like why do you feel the need? I just don't get it. Yeah, why do you feel the need to tell people this story? Unfortunately, it's pr- not very common, I assume. So there's not this like Oh, who would have thought? I mean, I guess who would have thought? Because, like, I never would have thought that. (laughs) Ah, ravishing critique. Uh, (laughs) But it's just like, are you trying to claim this is what makes you special? Or, like, whatever. I don't know. You know, stuff affects people. You got to get it out, I guess. But if that also means holding it in, I don't know. It's just like, you could have could have done something a little different (laughs) i don't know you could have found a way to spill these beans in like a different story like make it just about that maybe i don't know to make it this weird origin thing but again nothing all every performance was great it's well shot all that jazz technically a very sound film uh a little runs a little long kind of dull again there's no like peak of excitement really or anything it's a drama i guess because it's spielberg i'm like where's the energy where's the fun maybe uh but yeah there was no like nothing that like cinematically engrossing necessarily but it's just a solid straightforward drama could it, could have used something? I don't know. Punch up would have been nice somewhere. Maybe a little more comic relief. What do you got Seth Rogen for? You know. But it was fine. 
Had to do my diligence before the Oscars as they approach. And oh, baby, do they approach. But I, I, it's all up in the air. I have no picks. It wouldn't surprise me if this wins everything, though, because like I said, like there's not a lot to say negative about it, really, other than like, whoa, buddy. <laughs> so, I mean, they gave him the Golden Globe, Spielberg, Legacies. Not that he hasn't won, but you know. You know how they like to do. So... Point is, I think that that's where we're heading. I think we're going to look at a Fableman's Oscar run, the likes of which we never would have predicted. So anyway, that was this week's incoherent mess of an episode. Apologies. Hope you enjoyed it nonetheless. Uh, what can I say? You know, your boy's going through it. <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe. Requiem for a Tuesday, rfat.bigcartel.com, adam.rfat, linktree slash rfat for all the goodies. Multiplex, Wolfax, lots of music, Justice's Show, Microwave Minutes, apparently coming in March. We'll see. I wouldn't hold him to that. He's got plenty of music and stuff as well. Go to microwaveminutes.com, I believe it is. Uh... Hell of a run with Justice on a bunch of episodes. Check out all the episodes from this year. It's been a hell of a run so far, and let's keep this momentum going, baby. Exponential growth only. And we'll see you next time. Well, audio only, but you know what I mean. Until then, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator.